everybody. So today is going to be my July wrap up. Welcome to August. We're at the end of summer, which is terrible. Um, but <laughs> I think I'm not really thriving right now. So it might not be the worst thing in the world that um, we are on a end of summer track here. Um, <laughs> I just, uh, I don't know, like yesterday, I guess. Um, I was driving and my car overheated, which is a thing that it's done. Um, I've had this like very long-term car problem that I've just like not dealt with and um, it just like casually overheats. I just casually put coolant in it when it needs coolant. It's a thing. It's been like years long, which is probably really bad, but like every time I've had it looked at, it's always been like a small issue and so it's never been something that's like worth fixing because you can just keep putting coolant in and it's like whatever um so it hasn't been fixed and um my lovely husband has told me multiple times do not ever try to put coolant in when you have been driving your car and your engine is hot because it will burn you like do not do that and I was on my way to work and I was like do 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 my car overheated. I need to put coolant in and burn the shit out of my fucking arm. So I definitely don't recommend. Um, it says apparently on the cap not to do that. It says like when hot, like don't touch kind of thing. Um, I don't, I don't read those kinds of things. I read books. I don't read, you know, those kinds of things. And, um, yeah, definitely listen to your husbands and, uh, listen to labels, Um, because I very easily could have, I saw like a lot of people have done this and like burned their eyeballs and like gone blind and like, it could have been like way, way worse. Um, my car was like smoking and it was just like, it was not great. And I was like freaking out because like Thomas was in the car. I was like, oh my God, like I'm going to like blow up my car and my baby's in the car. It was like a whole thing. Um, I was like hysterically crying, calling my family and boss and was like, it was just, it was, it was not great. Um, so that's how things are going. It's also hot as fuck. Um, everybody I think is going through like a heat wave right now. Our house, uh, I explain it like, uh, we have zones. Every room is a zone and every room is a different temperature. Um, and we probably need to fix our air conditioning at some point. It's not like a, like urgent matter because our house is just like old. I think it's just always going to be that way. It doesn't like fluctuate. Um, so like my son's room, thankfully, like the coldest rooms in the house are the rooms we sleep in, which is great. Um, and then like, likewise, like those are the warmest rooms in the winter time. So for whatever reason, like our kitchen and living room are like the opposite. It should be. So it's like way hotter on this side of the house than it is on that side of the house. I don't know why. Um, but like my son's baby monitor will have a temperature and then like our thermostat will say a different temperature and it will feel like it's like infinite degrees cooler if you let just like walk towards our bedroom. Like it's so funny. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's just been like really fun trying to keep a toddler cooped up in a house because they can't go outside and that's all they want to do, but it's too fucking hot for them to be outside. Um, even the times that we have gone outside in like the last week have been like, he, you're like melting down. Like he is like red in the face and he's like melting 
And that's like just us being outside for like 10 minutes and it's just not enjoyable. So um, as much as I love summer and as much as I would love for it to be like this all year all year round um my house would prefer that we go back to a regular sort of climate uh my son would prefer to go back to a regular climate um and now having like a burnt arm I'm not gonna be able to like go to the pool so like I'm not going to be benefiting from the summer in any way shape or form oh my god I just realized I better not get a tan line oh that's disgusting okay but then fun because I had a car that was donezo. I felt very Chrissy Cavallari. Um, I got a new car. So that's really exciting. My husband was like, okay, it's time. Like we're not even, we're just going to go bypass fixing it. You need a new car. You need a new car. It's fine. Um, so I have a brand new car. It's not brand new. It's, it's used. Uh, we don't buy brand new cars in this household. Um, maybe one day, but not at this current moment. So I have a new car, which is great. Uh, It's going to take some getting used to because I've driven, like, I had a Chevy Cruze, and then before that, I had a Chevy Cobalt, and so I've had pretty much the same car since I was a teenager, Um, and just, like, driven this little sedan, bopping around, like a Chevy sedan, basically, Um, and this is not that, and it is, like, a little SUV, and it is going to take some getting used to it's a lot fancier than what I'm used to so it's nice I'm very excited and um yeah so those are all the things that are happening with me um reading has been interesting because I haven't read a ton I DNF'd one book um which is kind of a soft DNF but it's still DNF I think I think it's like a it's like a medium DNF um and then I have read eight books um and it's interesting because, like, I feel like I haven't read anything that was, like, spectacular. I don't even know if I gave any of these books five stars. I'm kind of, like, fluctuating my ratings. Um, but I'm not hating what I'm reading. And then the books that I've been reading most recently I've really enjoyed. So I don't know if I hit, like, a turning point and I was like, hey, I need to start, like, reading books that I actually want to read or, like, what happened. But, um they just started getting a little bit better but we also we've been out of town a lot in the last two months um and just had life things happening and you know whatever so I feel like that has played a part in it the kids being home obviously it's been like just like a full month of craziness at work and whatever so um I'm not sure uh I guess I'll talk about that at the end of the podcast as far as August reading goes but anyways, um, yeah, so it's like a, it's like a, sl- it, this feels like a slower month, but also like being the middle of summer, being like when I'm working totally, totally full time, like this feels like the month that I should be reading, not a lot. So eight books, I feel like is perfectly average for me. So my only DNF for the month is Mother Daughter Murder Night by Nina Simon. This is a NetGalley arc that I got and I think I thought it was going to be more like Vera Wong. It, it is kind of like Vera Wong, um, but I think I thought it was going to be more just like feel good. And now that I think about it, it does have those things. So then I just think I'm just being picky. I think I need to go back and read it. Um, 
or like finish it because I was like honestly I was like 65% of the way through or something so it's like kind of silly for me not to um I think I was just kind of bored in the rest of my reading so this one just felt like especially boring because I don't like ebooks and that's what this was but this is about um this woman who has like a 15 year old daughter or something and then her mom gets cancer and her mom ends up living with them and they live in like I picture like a swamp. I don't think that's what it is, but I'm picturing like, it's like a marsh, like a swamp. It's like some sort of something. I don't know. Um, but, and then there's like a murder, um, and they're kind of like all intertwined in what's going on. And then like the grandma like decides that she's going to like solve the murder basically. So that's pretty much like what's happening, but it's just kind of, it's just kind of slow. Um, I don't fully, I, I like the grandma and then like the granddaughter I also like, but the mom, I think I don't like, she's kind of annoying. Um, and then I feel like it's just kind of crawling by, it's moving kind of slow. Um, and it's not quite as like wholesome and cozy as Vera Wong. So I think I probably will go back and finish it, but, um, I don't know. I just, I wasn't interested. I haven't been. So I just kind of like stopped reading it. And then I'm going to talk about a couple of these out of order just because it makes more sense that way. I read Milk and Honey by Rupi Kaur and Persephone Made Me Do It by Trista Mateer. Um, So Milk and Honey I owned and then I um, never read it and then I think I put it in the box for the Little Free Library. So I actually think I probably still own it. It's just in a box. Um, But I have never read it. I think, I don't know. I don't know. I just had never found a reason to read it. It is mostly, in my opinion, it's mostly about like sex. It's relatable for like teens and just like teen girls and like feeling like they're not enough or they're not good enough or whatever. Um, And there was one thing that I saw that I felt like was good. Um, It was that you... It was like, you know, you think that you aren't enough, but you're so enough that it's too much, which I feel like is really nice. Like, like I love go find less. If, if I'm too much, go find less. I love that. Um, and this is similar to that. It's like, I'm not too much. I'm so much that it's too much. I I think that that's great. Um, so I thought it was fine. It's not, I don't think it's, I think it's, I think I would have enjoyed it if I would have read it like five, 10 years ago. Like I think, um, I would have enjoyed it more and gotten more out of it when it was more relatable for me. I think it's more relatable for young adults. Um, and as much as I still feel like I'm a young adult, I think it's like not as relatable. And then Persephone made me do it. I did like a little bit more. It was, um, an arc from Neck Alley and I actually, it's like the third or fourth in the series. So I think she's got like other ones based on other Greek gods, um, that I probably will go back and read, but it's basically just like a bunch of poems that like kind of are like an homage to Persephone while still probably being like regular, just poetry and whatever. And this one had a lot of the same undertones. There was a lot of like mother daughter relationships, um, which Persephone is very much like Persephone's story with Demeter is 
um, very mother daughter. So, um, there was a lot of stuff about that, that I thought was like kind of interesting. Anything Greek mythology usually like can capture me. So I enjoyed that. And then also there was like some like little textiles in the book that were like, it reminded me of post secret secrets. Does anybody remember those? Like when people, I feel like you would go on the website, like once a week, they would post new secrets. Um, and then they're like postcards that are like, you know, collaged and like whatever, um, and people would like put their secrets on them. The All American Rejects featured them in that dirty little secret video. Um, I'm pretty sure that's how that went, but um, it had like those, and it kind of reminded me of that. So I thought that one was a little bit more fun, um, and I'm curious to see if the other ones are good and if those feel more themed and centered around um, like something else and whatever. Because I think it's like a fun thing to do. It's almost like stepping into like a persona and writing poetry from like that standpoint. So I think that's really interesting. Next is Beware the Woman by Megan Abbott. Megan Abbott is someone who I really enjoy her writing. Um, her books are usually like they're usually weirdly paced um, to where, you know, it's like a 300 page book or something and, you know, nothing's happening and then all of a sudden something's happening and then nothing's happening again. And um, I don't know, her, her writing is just like really compelling, even if it's stupid and it's like about nothing and it doesn't make sense. Um, so this one is about this woman who is pregnant and her and her husband are on a trip and they're staying in this like cabin with his dad and like family and um, things are happening with the pregnancy and then she's like kind of feeling like trapped in the cabin and there's like secrets around certain things and whatever and it's weird which is pretty typical for Megan Abbott like she just writes like really weird ass shit. Um, I was enjoying it. I was into it. I was like wondering where it was going to go. It went somewhere super out of left field and then it uh, ends really abruptly. So I didn't love that. I don't love abrupt endings, which happened to me a few times this month. Um, but I just, I'm not into, I'm not into abrupt endings. Like I need to know at least what happened. Um, so yeah, it was a fine time versus the last Megan Abbott book I read I think was like the turnout which was the ballerina book and I didn't enjoy that at all um this one was like more enjoyable I was enjoying like what was going on I was like invested I was curious to see like how she was going to get herself out of situations and things but um yeah it she didn't really have to because she did because the book ended I don't I don't not a fan. Um, similar situation, The Quiet Tenant by Clemence, Clemence Michelon. I don't know how to pronounce it. I think it's French. Uh, and I also thought it was a guy's name and I realized it was a girl. So good for her because the whole time I was reading it, I thought it was by a guy and I was getting pissed off. But anyway, now that I know this, it was written by a woman, it's a little bit different. Um, this is about this man who has a wife and a daughter and he also has a woman that he has been keeping in a shed for the last five years like he kidnapped her um and he has killed women previously um and he is moving because his wife dies and there's this new girl that um is interested in him and it's just told from 
the points of view of the woman that he has kidnapped and this new woman in the new town that he's in and his daughter um, and how they're all connected and how they're dealing with their situations and how they help each other and things like that. And it was really interesting. Um, it was a little slow and it was a little um, just like almost slice of life of like each of these people and what they were like dealing with. But I thought it was really interesting. I thought the audiobook was really interesting as well. Um, there were different narrators, obviously, but then there were also snippets of the women that he had killed previously. And I thought that was interesting as well. So it was pretty good overall. I think I gave it like four stars because it wasn't like fantastic. And the ending was like slightly like less detailed than I was hoping for. I was hoping for more um, like explanations for things. I feel like there were a lot of things that I had questions about that I didn't get an explanation for. And that makes me a little angry, um, a little like frustrated, but, um, overall, like I felt like it was like really interesting and compelling. Um, so that's what it is. Then I read Stone Cold Fox by Rachel Kohler Croft. I don't know if I've read anything by her, but I really enjoyed her. Oh no, no. Cause I think it's a debut. Um, so this was a super fun debut. Um, I think I gave it four stars, but I feel like maybe I should probably bump it up to five. Um, because I, like, I can't really pinpoint what I enjoyed about it. Cause like, it's not a super enjoyable book, but there's things about it that are enjoyable. Um, it's about this woman whose mom was like a con artist basically and like serial dated, like dated like all these different men. Like, I don't know, married these men and then like killed these men. It very much reminded me of Ginny and Georgia, which I'm not caught up on. So don't say anything. But anyway, um, it very much reminds me of that. Like, just like marrying a guy, getting his money, killing him, that kind of thing. Um, and so this is in like present day she is um about to get engaged she's in like a serious relationship with this guy who's like wealthy and comes from like a really good family and she is going to marry him and she's gonna like settle down and like she doesn't want to do like this like big con thing like her mom like she doesn't want to like you know have to like do this over and over again and she knows that she's not going to be like happy because she doesn't like love this man but she like wants to be comfortable and she doesn't want to like have to deal with what her mom did and it's basically just like about that it's about like um trying to navigate this like con um and her like future husband whatever um he has this best friend who is a woman who is like meddling in the situation and like trying to expose her so like it's really it's really fun it's really snarky and sassy um and um just like the tone of it I really enjoyed uh she is always like gay mom bitch and like she's like really into like like battling with this other woman and stuff and that was really fun um I also really love this is like a silly thing to enjoy but like Whenever the mom would have, like, a con, um, like, so, uh, let me see, like, I, what, do I have an example? Um, okay, so I think she dated someone named Dean, and so then, like, her name was Danielle, and then her mom's name was Diane or something, and then I think there was, like, I don't know who the R guy was, Richard, maybe, and then, like, her name was Rose and her mom's name was Rebecca. Like she always like matched their initials to like whatever the guy's initials were. Like they changed their names for every guy. 
And I thought that was really fun. And then similarly, um, the family that she's marrying into, um, the husband and wife have the same initial and then their children all have the same initial. And like, that's not like, I don't feel like that's super common. Like that would be like if like my mom named all of us like S names and then like Tommy's family also named all of their family like T. Like that's not common for people to like for people don't do that. Like it's just I just don't feel like it's common. Um, And like I don't really know how to explain it, but I just thought it was like a fun little like it was just like a fun little thing to do because that's like that's like something silly like when you get to write something and you get to have control over something, it's kind of fun to, like, pretend name all of your characters and to, like, give them all, like, names that are, like, alliterations and, like, have the same first initial. I think that's really fun. So, anyways, I thought this was really fun. It's, like, kind of like a con woman story, kind of, I don't know, I think it was, like, listed as a thriller. It's not, like, thrilling by any means, but it was very enjoyable to me. Next, I read The Princess and the Grilled Cheese by Dea Munez. Um, Jordaline Reads on YouTube was talking about this book and how it was just so cute and all the characters had cheese names and stuff. I read it. It was fine. It was like a perfectly fine graphic novel. It was like not super great, but like I was having a fine time while I was reading it. So it's like this girl and her dad dies and, um, like he wants to make sure that she's taken care of but the only way for that to happen is for her to marry a man and she's like I don't want to marry a man I like girls and he's like I know well the other option is you just like pretend to be my son instead and so she like moves town and she dresses like a man um and she ends up like falling in love with like this princess of the town and that's like basically the story um and it was cute and it was colorful and the cheese names were fun um but, like, there wasn't anything spectacular about it, and it's, like, super forgettable. So, you know, do kind of whatever you please in that situation um, because it was, like, just just fine. Like, it was not anything super special. Um, then I read Business or Pleasure by Rachel Lynn Solomon. This I don't know how to rate because I think... There's nothing wrong with it. Like, it's five stars. However, there's so much sex, and it's so unnecessary. Like, it's, it's like, kind of unnecessary, but it's also not unnecessary because it's, like, kind of the premise of the whole book. But sex is just, like, not something that appeals to me in books. So, like, for me, it, like, kind of loses a star. But, like, objectively, that's what the book is about, so it makes sense. So I'm kind of torn as to what I feel about this book. But I did enjoy it. It's about this woman who's a ghostwriter and she ghostwrites for this guy. And like also in the meantime, um, she had had like a one night stand with him without knowing who he was. And she decides that she's going to give him pointers on sex because he was really bad at it. And um, like I really liked um I really liked like their banter. I thought that was really fun. I really liked their backstories. I really liked like the character development and things like that. Um, I think that Rachel and Solomon is a really good writer. I really enjoy what she has to say. Um, but I think that, uh, you know, like the whole sex part, like kind of not like threw me. It wasn't, it wasn't bad. It was obviously it was like, it was perfectly fine, but it was also just like so much sex 
which again is fine, but I think it's just like not something that's like super important for me to read in a book. So, um, it was good. I think I liked it better than that X talk, which is the one where they're like a podcast and they have to fake date. Um, I think I like this one more. I do think it's probably five stars. Um, but I, I don't know. Also, I think it's been, uh, Chandler was born on leap day and, uh, she's the ghostwriter and she's a Pisces. So I love that. Um, I don't feel like I find Pisces very often in books. So I think that is fun. Next or the last book I read is suddenly a murder by who the hell is this book by? Um, I didn't write it down. It is by Lauren Munoz. Um, this is an arc I got from Nick Ellie. I don't even think this book is out yet. Um, but it is about this like group of friends that goes to this like old historic manor where I guess they used to film Hollywood movies or something. Um, and they're having this week after graduation where they're all like dressed in 1920s clothes and they are behaving like they're from the 1920s and, um, like there's no cell phones, there's no modern dress, like nothing. Like they're all just like pretending, um, to be, you know, whatever. And then someone is murdered and, um, it's like kind of like a murder mystery, but like real life. So it was fun. I liked it. I think I'm rating it higher than it deserves like because there's nothing really special about it. But this is what I'm saying. I'm having like a crisis of ratings. Like I don't know what I want to rate everything. It's like kind of annoying to me. But um, so I don't know. I just I I did enjoy it. I there was like nothing that I didn't like. It's young adult. So like keep that in mind um but I just it was it was enjoyable I was never bored I was always looking forward to like what happened next there was like a whole bunch of characters and it was kind of told from different perspectives but like also kind of centered around one person as the main character so I thought that was interesting um and like that kind of kept things interesting for me and everybody had like their own little dramas and you're not fully sure what happened or like um you're not fully sure like what certain secrets are and you're also not fully sure in my opinion who did it until you get towards the end and I don't feel like it was like a bad reveal or anything I think that it was still pretty I think that was still pretty well done so I really enjoyed it um and yeah uh so something that is so wild to me is that I am so I read business or pleasure and in that book there's a character called Noemi which is not a common name I think it's like a it's it's a form of Naomi but it's Noemi and then I was reading this book and all of a sudden it was saying Noemi there was a character Noemi and so I was reading these books at the same time one was an audiobook one was an ebook meanwhile I'm also reading a physical book right now called um what is it called this town is on fire that I got from the library and there's a character in that book called Naomi so all three books that I was reading I was reading one physical one audio one ebook two of them had a character named Noemi which is not a common name and then one of them had a character named Naomi which I feel like is a version of which is where Noemi comes from, I think. So that felt weird 
because that is not common. That's like Trixie being in all three books. Like it's just like just like some random name like just that happens to be in a book. Like there's always a Jennifer. There's always an Ashley. There's always a Colin. Like those names are like all like normal. But like this, like Noemi, like this felt weird. And so the fact that it was like all three books that I was reading at one time, it was a little freaking wild. So those are all the books that I read in June. Um, I am, like I said, I'm reading This Town is on Fire, which is also really great. I was thinking I would finish it, but I don't think I'm going to finish it. Um, It is really great. It's like some random book I found at the library. I never heard anyone talk about it. It has like barely any ratings on Goodreads, and it's fantastic. Um, I just started today reading Cutting Teeth by Chandler Baker, which I really enjoyed The Whispers by Chandler Baker, and so far this is reading very well so I'm enjoying that as well um I don't think I started an audiobook so I don't know that I'm reading anything for that I have um another book from NetGalley that I started but I kind of put down but I'm gonna keep going I just like was kind of getting bored um and then I have another one that I just got as well that I need to read so like I feel like those are always just like cycling through um and then I just bought two books at Target for absolutely no reason with my friend because she was in town and I never have just like mindless Target book buying whatever so um I have those now to read I have tons of book of the month books I need to read and then also so for August um I'm trying to decide because in my head um in January when I did the 31 audiobooks in 31 days challenge thing for myself I thought about doing it again in the middle of the year and I feel like I feel like I knew that July wasn't going to work because um just like busy but August I feel like was more doable because the kids are going to go back to school but like realistically the kids aren't going to go back to school until like the second to last week in August or something or um I don't know like even later so I don't know that it's going to be possible but I think I want to try I think I think if anything I just want to try to like power boost my reading a little bit Um, because I feel like I always have intentions of reading when I go to bed and I don't, um, and then I end up doing something stupid or something else instead. Um, so I think that I just am not prioritizing reading and I'm always so happy when I do, like when I was finishing up, uh, suddenly a murder, I was reading that before bed and it was just like giving me joy. And then like reading physically this library book, even though it's taking me like three times as long as it takes to read any other way. Um, I am enjoying that as well. So I think I just miss like reading. I just don't make time for it. And then I just like run out of time because like I'm watching TikTok and then I need to go to bed or, you know, whatever else my other excuse is. So I think I just need to prioritize it. So I think I was thinking like maybe I could read like a book a day. Um, it doesn't have to be an audiobook, And like that way I can like kind of break it up like you know, I can read other things in between um, as well, but I don't know how feasible that's going to be, especially like knowing like how it went on the weekends when I did it the first time. But we will see what ends up happening. So until next time, friends, 